There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello there, happy new year and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast with me, John Richardson. And me, Matt Ford. This is your favourite comedy-based podcast where we follow some of your favourite comedians to see how they're getting on in Fantasy Premier League. While we also find time to talk about the lighter aspects of football, Friesland, condiments and improv. Joining us this week for the first edition of the new year is Mock the Week star and manager of FPL team Wet Blanket. It's Reese James and this is usually where I say, but first let's see what happened this week. But I have to be clear, right? I think, here's my theory, Matthew. Yeah. The curse this week, although it hasn't affected you, has really, I want to discuss what's happened and then I want to put something to you. So we all know what you did to Chelsea footballer Reese James in terms of his FPL form since you brought him into your team. He went off injured this week. He's suffered physical harm as a result of what's happened. Um, Incredibly sadly, Joao Cancelo has had a horrific break-in and been assaulted in his home. That's yes. physical harm. Yes. You even mentioned last week darts player Vincent van der Voort uh, in the uh, Vinnie van der Veet feature. Not just after, but as that podcast was being recorded, he tested positive for COVID and had to withdraw from the World Championships. I think the curse is so deadly this week we have to not mention anyone by name. <laughs> well, you know what I also think? I, I've been reflecting uh, as I've been away, John. As you know, I'm uh, in the southwest of England. You're getting um, some sea air. Getting some sea air, yes. It makes it sound like I'm in rehab. I'm not. I'm absolutely <laughs> fine. Um, I've been thinking about the curse. And mm. I, I actually think we could use it in a, in a hugely positive way. Mm. And people talk about putting a hex on people witchcraft do they some people do what circles are you moving in well um five-sided five-sided ones drawn on the floor underneath uh, can we not talk about hexes tonight lads just what i just want a couple of beers i want to relax i think we can use this and if people want maybe not revenge but oh, if you want me to put a hex on someone or just get you some justice, get in touch. Hello at cpfpl.com. And let's try and harness this curse for some societal good. Now, I don't want to cause harm to, to anyone, but sounds is there like a it. way in which could sort I curse? Sounds like that's what you're saying. Yeah, I guess it is. I'm just trying to make it sound less sadistic than it actually is. Not like Candyman, but you don't even need a mirror. Well, I'm more like Dave Benson Phillips. I'm just saying I'm going to help you get your own back in a, in a kind of jaunty way. 
Um, if you a... look in the mirror and say Randy Man three times, <laughs> then somebody you know gets sick. Well, email me. Hello at cpfpl.com if you would like to harness the curse in whatever way. You know what? It could be a positive thing. You might want to curse the bad weather away and get a bit of sunshine where you mm. live. You might want to curse away your asthma. Yes, of course. See what I mean? So email on the uh, address hello at cpfpl.com and put the subject Randy Man three times. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I, I'm telling you now, I'm not going to say anybody's name this week. I'm going to try okay. not to. Um, okay. Which is going to be difficult. Um, but I think we should go for it. Now, what happened in game week 20, Matthew? I'll let you lead since I suspect you will have something of a spring in your little step. For the first time in the history of the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast, I scored a hat-trick of victories over John Richardson. It's my third straight victory in three weeks. It's now 15-5, which obviously, John, is still a drubbing, but you'd have to mm-hmm. say that I was the form team now. Well, in the league, I can tell you you were second to the man you called out last week, Patrick Bamford, who uh, scored over 60 points this week in the league. Um, yeah, he scored 75. He had an incredible yeah. week after the, the problem was actually before the United Burnley game last night, I was up to 16th. I'd yes. leapfrogged Osman and Manford. I'm now just behind them both. But it just, I mean, even being at 18th is a treat compared to where I was. So I'm obviously just, I, I've been very honest about it before, stalking those mid table places. But it just goes to show. If you just use a bit of set... Now, I realise I'm setting myself up for a huge fall in, in yeah. weeks to come. I mean, I, I will be honest about this. I've clearly benefited from the fact that some of these people have not been playing over the Christmas period. But this is, you know, a few weeks ago was my England-Iceland moment. I'd have lost against these people at the start of the season. Sure, absolutely. Now, yeah. I'm taking the... i tell you what I do think is, if you really want to do it F, well at FPL, and, and who am I to know, but... You do have to stay on top of the admin. You know, at the start of this series, the start of this show, this new era in in sports comedy podcasting, we were talking to people on here that were like, oh, don't tinker with it. Now, those people have to be mad because the problem is with FPL, there are so many injuries, and obviously with COVID and postponing the games, if you don't stay on top of the admin, you sink like a brick. And who wants to do that? You know, a brick wants to be in a warm part of a house or, you know, part of a flat or a bungalow. It doesn't want to be at the bottom of the sea, surely. I think what those people were saying uh, was don't panic and use, for example, wildcard, free hit, those kind of things. I think obviously use your free transfer each week. But I think what they were saying is don't completely overhaul your team. It has to be said they were speaking before the COVID and fixture uh, congestion nightmare that's happened over the last few weeks. I think even those people would now say, sure, if you've only got three fit players, have a tinker. But I was um, so naive, John, with Kane. With Kane, I stuck by him for so long like a like a prat, like some dumb dog. And actually, the best thing would have been, and I love dogs, uh, but, you know, they are too <laughs> good sometimes. And even dog lo- lovers would admit that. I should have transferred him out immediately. And then once he started scoring again, which let's face it was a long time, got him back in. But that bloody mindedness was just naivety on my I'd, part. I'd love to say that, you know, I could go back in time and wish I'd given you that advice. But week in, week out, you were being told. You were being mm. absolutely, not just told, but screamed in the face. What are you doing, man? Why are you continuing to pick Manquillo, Manquillo? These players oh, that, no. God, why that would you have a defender? So 
from a bottom four club. They're going to concede every week. But I was very excited this week, and it's very rare to say this. Mo Salah scoring zero. Oh, I've said his name. <gasps> ah! I've already said so many names already. I've forgotten my own. Um, but um, I think you would agree if if the curse is going to strike him, it's already happened. Missed a penalty this week, scored zero. And usually to have your captain score zero, you would think, oh, no. It literally did not matter. Whether Mo Salah... Whether that man um, scores um, 50 points or zero, it does not make a scrap of difference because everybody in the league either goes up by 50 or zero. So I'm hoping this is... And the one thing I would say this week, I transferred in a Crystal Palace striker, um, not the notable international, but the other one who came from north of the border over the summer. Um and I vice-captained him, and I had a long conversation with myself about whether I should captain him. He was playing a team in East Anglia, famous for mustard. Um, and I should have done it. And I, if I'd have been more brave, and I hope this is the start now of players throughout this league and throughout FPL, realising that our, 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 our previous point monster friend is no longer, and of course he's going to the African Cup of Nations. I hope this is going to be the start of a really exciting month where we don't have cancellations, we get a lot of double game weeks, and we start looking to captain outside of the obvious choice. I don't like it. I like obvious choices. They help me sleep easier at night. Salah, <laughs> captaining Salah, just you go, well, that's... Yeah, what you have to remember, now. John, is I'm in a... He's going to be scrap. in jail by the time this goes out. You've said his name twice in a row. Well, I'm it, 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 the curse is mine, isn't it? So I think if I say him, it's fine. Right. Well, it's, yeah. Obviously, you've already you've done what you've done to him. He's he's suffered it off. You said your own name in the intro, mate. I know. Well, look at me. I've lost three in a row. The curse is with me, mate. That's why I'm trying to weaken its powers. <gasps> I just realised something, John. <gasps> I just I was just about to ask you if anything else had happened to you in your life. I got a chest infection this week. I'm currently on strong antibiotics and steroids. The curse is now attacking my lungs. <laughs> because you lost, the forfeit, of course, was to not only create chocolate orange mayo, but to lick it off a part of my body of my choosing. Now, we're not going to yeah. be able to do that this week. Here's what's going to happen. I went on a real journey with the uh, chocolate orange mayo this morning, and I really enjoyed it. So I got up. Um, I'm at my mum's house. She's got uh, vegan mayonnaise. She's uh, okay. she's one of that one of that lot. Um. And then I couldn't find any sort of chocolate powder or anything like that. So what I did find is a bourbon biscuit. They're vegan. Wow. Um, so I crumbled up a bourbon biscuit and I got a clementine. And I was yeah. going to squeeze the juice from the clementine into the bourbon biscuit and then stir it into the mayonnaise. Yeah. Then my mum came down. She said, hang on, I've got these. She passed me a packet <laughs> of Montezuma's. She doesn't talk like that. I've got these. I sound innuendo. <laughs> um, but anyway, your mum had just said, have a look at these. I've got a pair of these or whatever it was she'd said. <laughs> she listens to this podcast, so let me just oh, apologise for the content of uh, this podcast. Oh, she handed me a box of... <laughs> oh, no, I've just seen what they're called. <laughs> oh, she handed me a box of Mon... 
Montezuma's half moon is. She handed me a box of Montezuma's Half Moonies. They are mandarin and orange dark chocolate solid bumps. Ooh! So she handed me a box of solid bumps. Um, so then I went right back to my chef days. I made a little ban marie and I melted three of the three of my mum's solid bumps. Um, <laughs> and I stirred in some. Now I tell you what as well. I googled this monstrosity you talked about and you've stitched me up here because i read about this chocolate orange mayonnaise it's not for sale it was never for sale it's a marketing gimmick so what i've made here is a vinegary monstrosity it was a lovely mix i've stirred mayo into it it's horrific uh my mum had a little go on it she didn't like it <laughs> um so anyway i've put it on a cracker i'll put all the pictures on that i enjoyed cooking it i have to yeah. say um so i'm it's gonna great. have some it's, now yeah on a on a uh, crisp bread which okay, is, a, I was thinking of the food stuff that was most like your skin. Um, yeah. Oh! I've come up with a crisp bread. Find something way more moist. But Pale. Obviously, the forfeit was to, to lick it off a part of me, so we, we, we will do that element of it. But in, in the meantime, this is a nice um, placeholder. So let's right. have a little listen of you uh, eating your, your mixture. Oh, you know what? That sounded like off a radio play. You should you should sell that. Oh, Don't get me wrong, there's a niceness to it. There's a velvetiness. Talk us but through it like you're tasting wine. Give us all the there's notes. There's a richness. Well, let, let me start by saying again, I still can taste about 50% of what I used to pre-COVID. So mm. I'm not getting the full experience. I've got to say, as forfeits go, it's not bad. I enjoyed making it. I think the mm. COVID is taking away the unpleasant tastes. And what I'm getting is like, I, I can't get flavor, but I can get mouth feel. Uh, and it's nice and smooth in the mouth. It's um, slimy. Mouth feel. Bit. You mean touch? No, because it's inside my mouth. I don't touch yeah. things with the inside. I'm talking about the roof of the mouth, the, the yeah, feeling of the back that's of the That's the sense. That's, that's called touch. That's the sense called touch. Google mouth feel, you philistine. Oh, I Greg, bet you'll find some lovely things if you Google that part. Greg Wallace uses it on MasterChef. So. Well, ex- oh, Christ. <laughs> Should we move on to um, well, this week's forfeit? Okay. okay. Um, because I was thinking about what this week's forfeit could be. Mm-hmm. And of course, we're recording this on New Year's Eve. Yeah. It will go out around the time that people are making their New Year's resolutions. When they uh, are, you're probably listening to this with a stinking hangover, mm. puking everywhere, feeling terrible. Um, so we just hope this helps. Hopefully, this is a kind of hangover cure. We're a Barocca, we're a paracetamol of uh, the podcasting world. See, I'd have said paracetamol. Either I would have done. I don't know why I said paracetamol. You know, I, I, I have no idea how to pronounce these. Are the words that I always neither and neither, either and either. Economics, mm-hmm. economics. What's the other mm-hmm. one? John McEnroe and John McEnroe. I, I, literally, until it falls out <laughs> of my mouth, I've got no idea what I'm going to say. Well, I can help you out on the last one. It's John McEnroe. Right. So I googled New Year's resolutions um, to see if there was any sort of famous people that have set resolutions. So I searched yeah. for it on Twitter. So these are a few people on Twitter's New Year's resolutions. And I thought we could pick one and the loser this week has to do it. Okay. Um, Great idea. Yeah, so this is uh, someone on Twitter called Nonfickles. Um, mm-hmm. Their resolution is 
Don't wait until 2022 to get right with God. Work on your relationship with him. It's not a New Year's resolution. It should be a daily thing. Start today. The time for salvation is now. So perhaps you could work on your relationship with God if you lose this week. I was an altar boy, as you know. My mum was a nun. I grew up in a God-fearing house. I have a lot of respect for organised religion, despite my cynicism about it. I now believe myself to be an atheist. Um, but yeah, I, I don't mind church, uh, mosques, etc. I, I think uh, there's a lot of good comes from it. A lot of All spirituality, right, a lot of reflection. I was once sick on the altar as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I projectile vomited. I'd not had my breakfast, and I remember I was I was an acolyte holding those big candles, and I, I could feel my knees going, and uh, I went pale, and I just heard someone go, "Oh God!" and I just went, and just ralphed all over the altar. Wow! I mean, maybe that's where the curse began. Maybe that's what. God cursed yeah. me at that point, and then it's only years later, and this serendipity of you mentioning the curse on New Year's Eve is bringing all this back. Maybe I, mean, I do need to work, at least need to apologise to God for being basically sick in his house. Of all the places to projectile vomit out of nowhere, I would say a church is the worst one if you don't want word to go around the village that you are that you have the devil inside you. <laughs> KJI's New Year's resolution is to get a boyfriend. Um... Well, I've got you, nope. haven't I? There, there was another one. Okay. Um, TV star Scarlett Moffat. Yes. Um, the Oracle. Her, yes. Her New Year's resolution was... Um, let me, here we go. I want to embrace my body more. That includes my boob gap. Uh, I'm also going to start dancing again, as it's something that fills my heart with joy. So th- there is the option of maybe a sort of uh, a music dance video to be released um to a tune of the uh, victor's selection yes yes that's better we don't need a boob gap though do we you and i for this oh i do think i've to, got do we need to get one too much of a boob gap if anything a moob gap <laughs> while we're talking about positive body image um we have a regular feature on this show called um you know what I mean, where we, we, we celebrate the positive aspects oh, yes. of a, an Aston Villa midfielder. Yes. Um, now, he's been very quiet this week. He uh, he hasn't tweeted anything. Of course, his games have been called off. Um, Rumours of a transfer. I had to do quite a bit of Twitter stalking to uh, find something to talk about this week. And uh, so I went all the way back to the summer of 2017, Okay. Uh, we remember it well. And uh, this particular player, <laughs> he was uh, on holiday uh, on a on a dance beach in Croatia. And he tweeted a picture of himself having a lovely time. And I'm going to say this. Beautiful nipples. Really? Oh, I mean, absolutely textbook nipples. I'm They're a lovely shape. Um, oh, do you want me to try and send you the picture? I don't know if I screen grabbed it. I just Google John McGinn Croatia. Oh! Oh, oh, I think you said John. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. John, I'm so sorry. I think you said John McGee. Did um, I? I think you if pulled out. John McGee out there. If your name is John McGee, email us hello at cpfpl.com and let us know if anything awful happens. Oh yes, I've seen another picture of him. God, yeah, he's got great nips. They're really lovely, aren't they? They're they're a yeah. nice shape, perfectly spherical. They're not too big, not too small, and they're a nice colour. I don't want this to sound too weird. They look quite tasty. <laughs> like pepperoni. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what they look like. 
I'd stick okay. them on a pizza. You know, if I was a cannibal and was... <laughs> well, you know you can't eat yourself. ...food out of different footballers, I would have... Well, obviously, we'd have Mo Salad cream as a dip and I'd have McGinn's nipples. Oh, I said his name again! Oh, oh no, now you've no, done no, it. No, no, no. Now you've done it. All right, well, brace yourself. So let's. Um, so the forfeit this week is the winner gets to pick a tune that the loser has to dance to and upload yes. the video. Um, talk about who your point monsters are going to be this week because we've coined the phrase point monsters. I have to say one change I will be making is to drop point minnow, um, Manchester City midfielder, whose name sounds like a precious metal, mm-hmm. Um what a point, Minnow. I mean, we discussed it last week. For your team to score seven and six and to not score more than two or three points, did it again this week, his team won. A pathetic haul from, uh, you know, my lowest scoring midfielder apart from, um, you know, the zero scoring previous point monster. So, and, and I have to be said, I didn't, after all the talk of last week, I didn't use my free hit this week. So I still have two free hits and my wild card. Um, so I'm very excited. But talk about what you're going to do this week, Matthew. We've well, had one game already called off this week. Jamie Vardy. Ooh! Ah! <laughs> I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Jamie, Jamie Vardy, I say. So um, the, if there's somebody who works at the, the VAR head office called Jamie, then I, I think he's going to be off sick this week. He he was everybody's, I think, secret um, alternative captain this week ahead of a game yeah. against Norwich. That's not going to happen now. So have you had any thoughts? We know now you're you're taking the admin seriously. You're looking at the fixtures. Well, Where are your monsters? Well, I, I, Bowen is handy. Uh, oh! Not anymore. <laughs> this is so hard. This is so hard. Interesting this week. You have a lot of big teams playing each other. So... Arsenal and Man City head-to-head, Chelsea and Liverpool head-to-head. Do you look... I've made this mistake before when Liverpool played Manchester United and I thought that'll be a quiet week for the zero-scoring captain choice from this week. He scored a hat-trick. It was a dreadful afternoon for me. I finished 30 points, but that's when I really drifted away from the top three and I haven't caught them since. Are you backing big players to perform in big games or are you looking towards some of those smaller fixtures? Yeah. Your, your, your Everton, Brightons, your Southampton, mm. Newcastles. You know what? I always leave my admin late now. I put a little reminder in my phone and I do it maybe an hour or half an hour before the deadline. Mm. So I'm going to still wait to see if other fixtures are compromised. But yes, something I've definitely learned. I mean, a certain Watford strike has been very good for me. Mm. Um, the Menace has the been menace, great. Yeah. Um, Mr. Penis. Um, a, a wise choice. I think we all know who we're talking about here. Yes. Um, Les. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's probably not ideal to avoid cursing a player by saying their name, by referencing the names of other people. Oh, we're sort of, that was like Linky, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking about some of the players that we can't name. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. players we, um, one of my defenders... Um, a, very, a cultured defender, mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier on, has already befallen a curse. Yes. So <clears throat> this week's uh, culture feature uh, is a, again, before it was quotes, now it's a question about this individual. Oh, it's a really fluid feature, isn't it? 
Well, it has to be. Mm. So, here we go. So, um, this culture defender and his partner, um, who shares a first name with a pop sensation whose surname was Keys, and I don't mean Richard, recently posted a <laughs> selfie in what looks like a hotel room adorned with love heart balloons and rose petals all over the bed. But whose portraits are on the wall of their romantic room? I actually thought this was their bedroom, but at closer inspection, it does look like a hotel room, but it could be their bedroom. Mm-hmm. Whose portraits are on the wall of this romantic room? Is it Morgan and Wise, <laughs> Thatcher and Churchill, or Bebop and Rocksteady? Uh, they're in a hotel, you say? Mm-hmm. It looks well, like a hotel. It could be. It could be at home, but I, I think there's a kind of desk and a chair there, and it, it looks like a hotel desk and chair. Yeah. Well, if there's a desk and a chair, it leads me to suspect Thatcher and Churchill. But I really want to believe that the uh, couple in question decided to take a break to Morecambe. I'll say this for Morecambe, a, a, a city that has, has been, a town that has been left to rot by councils and governments in the past, and, and is a beautiful place. That view of any from any beach is beautiful. Name me a beach in the world where you can be on the beach and looking towards the Lake District. Absolutely stunning place, Morecambe. So I think this couple, they did have a trip up there. And although I do want to say that it was Thatcher and Churchill, I think it was Morecambe and Wise. I mean, the logic, superb. The the heartfelt defence of a beautiful part of the country, magnificent. Mm. But you should have listened to your head. It's Thatcher and Churchill. Now, when I first saw the picture, I thought they had this in their bedroom and just couldn't believe it. And But it does look like a hotel room. But for a bonus point, John, <gasps> this photo is them. She's taking a selfie, but in the mirror. Do you know what I mean? So they're... they're Link they're it! Really... <laughs> <laughs> he stood behind her, his hands round her. But for a bonus point, would you say, having not seen the picture, his yeah. hand position on her hips is slightly too sexual for a social <laughs> media post? Yeah, I would, yeah. You've got I, to I, a bonus point. It's a, it's a photo that is quite sweet. You're, you're drawn to the Thatcher and Churchill thing, and then you're like, his hands are just a bit coming a bit too far around the, the side. A bit yeah. too around the front. They're just a yeah. bit too around the front. So um, Zhao obviously has had a terrible week. Uh, our thoughts and prayers are with him. Um, but, you know, just the, the hand position is just a bit, you know, steady on. Yeah, just uh, to, what what are you touching your partner like that for? What's wrong with a handshake? I exactly. love an, uh, an awards do handshake with my wife. I think it's a lovely pose to do for a photo. Slightly clear distance between the two of you, social distancing, lean across, really big smile, firm handshake. Nothing wrong with that. Failing that, I like a catalogue pose in a photo, tying a shoelace, looking off to the distance, laughing at your watch. But how often do you do the um i mean obviously an awards handshake is like you're handing her something so do, do, do you give her like a, an award or you know a pepper pot in lieu of a golden globe <laughs> i should carry around like a little bottle of prosecco or something a little sparkling wine to hand over one hand on the wine one handshake we don't have a lot of photos together we don't spend a lot of time together there is a real deep schism forming in the marriage let's move on to uh some of our other features well, let's that- just let's well your wife, I don't want to name her because I don't want to make no, her ill. Please don't. Your wife was on the show last week. How did she do? Well, she um, did not enter a team because <laughs> uh, as soon as we finished recording last week, we got in the car and set off uh, on a journey and I forgot to set her up with a team. 
So I will set her up this week um, and uh, we'll have to catch up with her next week in a double catch up with her and our guest this week. Should we meet our guest this week? Let's do it. We're delighted to be joined by manager of Wet Blanket, Reese James. Reese, welcome to Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Well, you're a very talented FPL player. Um, probably one of the most adept players we've had on uh, the podcast. How long have you been playing FPL and how successful have you been? Uh, well, uh, I know the reason that you intro me like that is because I literally just showed you a shelf that I built entirely in my shed <laughs> to store my fantasy football trophies on. There's a bit of context here is that I it's not from FPL. Uh, it's from a fantasy draft that I do with my friends and family every year on a different website they do exist but i never normally do fpl do the draft which involves an auction every year where we all meet up and have a big barbecue and literally so like harry kane only plays for one team and it's whoever bid the most etc wow Um, and it's literally a live auction that happens and that involves like there's a there's a nomination process of players uh inside the top four i think from the previous season who everyone just lists a couple and then they uh become sealed bids you literally have to arrive with an envelope where you do a sealed bid and whoever bids the highest out of that blind wins that player, etc. There's a sitcom based on that. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it, no. But um, now that I know that, I'll stop writing my sitcom about my one. <laughs> my whole lockdown out the window there, John. Are you really writing one? No, I'm not. God, no. <laughs> it's a really good sitcom because then they're sort of interesting actually trying to nobble the real players because as you say you can't all have them so one of the gripes this year has been everyone's got the same captain every week and it makes yeah. the game less interesting but in your version that can't happen well there's also no captains in my version Ooh. so well, i call it my version in the other version <laughs> um <laughs> much as i invented the sitcom i didn't invent it yeah so there's no the captain thing doesn't exist and there's way fewer points so that the gap between top and bottom in my league at the moment is about 100 points so it's like you, it's there's not you don't get points for saves and stuff like that it's just three points for a goal uh, two points for an assist and after you concede it's three points for a clean sheet and then obviously you concede one and it just goes to zero and then just minus one for every goal from then on and that's pretty much it Point. I can't decide whether this is like talking to someone from the future or the past. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does this sound like a prototype version of FPL or is this the advanced level where we all need to get to as a society? Well, our league, the league this, that is dedicated to this podcast is too big to do a draft, as in the, the players you'd have in your team at this stage. I mean, I'm in a league with uh, with nine other players and I've got Jacob Ramsey in my team. I mean, there's not, it's, do you know what I mean? You've got Loughton as one of my fullbacks. It'd be slim pickings if you had 29 or however many people are in this league doing a draft. You, there would be, I mean, to be fair, you've already got players like Sean Morsh who have transferred out players still <laughs> on the pitch. Imagine how many of us would be playing like Sean Walsh if we were doing that. It would completely ruin the podcast and the league, but it works with a smaller group. To return to the trophies then, you, you make these yourself? No, they... Um, they send you them. So you do have to pay for this. Uh, ah, here process. we go. Here this comes the ad. This isn't just, this isn't an advert. Okay. I've listened to your podcast and all your adverts of a Peloton. <laughs> <laughs> We're big fans. Eh? It's not an advert. It's an endorsement. Fair enough. Two sexy guys like us with quads yeah. like these. <laughs> I would listen to it and I always think, oh, they think it's about sport. So the people listening will be sporty. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like a Peloton advert and then Fordy talking about eating so much pizza he was sick in the cinema. <laughs> I've got a great video of Fordy, actually. Of when oh, I'm... no! I knew he was going to say this! 
I got busted by Fordy pumping iron in the gym. <laughs> and he texted, he texted a bunch of comics on WhatsApp about it. So Reese is over there pumping iron. I had a text from Ivo within 10 seconds <laughs> saying, I think it said, I believe there's some iron being pumped. <laughs> and I looked around, <laughs> looked around the gym to who's the snitch. And uh, I saw Fordy very slowly walking on a treadmill. <laughs> so I thought, okay, well, I've got to expose him back. So I walked over there with my phone out filming him. And as soon as he clocked that I was filming him, he started sprinting. <laughs> I could only do about five seconds. That's <laughs> Peloton is the perfect uh, sponsor for this show. <laughs> but you, the thing is, you've got phenomenal biceps. They're really <laughs> great. They really are. This isn't true. Where's this come from? Well, my eyes. I remember seeing them. I just thought they looked great. And the problem is, when I go to the gym, I'm, I'm a heavy lad. I sweat a lot. So I wear like a vest and a sweatband on my head. I look like an idiot. I look like, you know, if you were to draw a cartoon of a hippo working out. <laughs> like a sort of thing that you'd have um, for like a children's gym or something. That's what I look like. I look a physical state. Children's gym. A drawing to advertise a children's gym. <laughs> yeah, just like if there was like a sort of junior section or I don't know, like maybe in a, a children's hospital, there'd be like an area for them to do physio or something. You'd have like a hippo with a skipping rope and it'd have a sweatband on. And You, know, you really hit the, the, the big comic references for a podcast. <laughs> It's a wonder we're not top of the comedians podcast league with references like, you know, the sort of gym you'd have in a children's hospital. <laughs> I, think, I think you know what I mean. Yeah. You can picture it. Are you worried about um because I, I wasn't going to introduce you by, by naming you, I was going to make reference to the Chelsea player whose name you share because we're not naming people this week because of the curse of Matt Ford. And and your namesake, the footballer, since mm. becoming part of Matt Ford's team. I think has scored something like minus six points in the last two months and is now injured. Yeah, are you, are you not worried about having Matt reference not just your name but your your beautiful body. <laughs> so you think, well, yeah, my biceps will fall off. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> well, if, if I have to go to a hospital, I know there'll be a nicely advertised area for me to go to some physio. Follow the yeah. hip hop. <laughs> exactly. Uh, look, I'm not such a bastard that I celebrate Reese James injuries. Not that I, no. I I don't want him to succeed as much as he is. Uh, yeah. Not least because I'm also a Spurs fan. He plays mm. for Chelsea. But it is very frustrating. It does feel like, you know, you start a comedy career in 92 with the name David Beckham. Your life's over. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, this is the worst possible thing that could happen. So, um, I, I, yeah, I don't want him to do well. And that's the reason he's in my team. is because it stops me being just an absolutely horrible, cynical piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so if he's in my team, there's, I need him. To, I also want him to do well. So I want to celebrate his success when he's successful. This is the only reason he's in. Otherwise, I'd be like, get rid of him. Don't want anything to do with him. Fordy's doing quite well all of a sudden, isn't he, in the league? Yeah, since he started uh, ending the podcast by saying, send me advice, direct to my Twitter I've had no advice. I've had no advice. Of course you haven't. None. I get it, mate. I get it. So what other logic do you have then, Reese? Because I'm looking at your team this week. Um... You didn't make the transfers that other people were making. So you got Saka and Watkins in there, Gray and White, uh, players that obviously weren't playing due to postponed fixtures. So trying to navigate this period, have you decided against using wild cards and free hits? Uh, well, I got really pissed at Christmas and forgot about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's the main thing. It got to the got to the Boxing Day fit or whatever it was, and I just hadn't paid attention at all. 
And I was like, oh, yeah. And I hadn't even picked a team. And actually, until I looked at it today, Josh King, who had five points, was on the bench. But I, I, so I, there's so many. I don't ever play FPL. So there's so many rules in this. I don't understand. So now he's been put on my pitch because players didn't play. Is that correct? They just yes. you get you get yes. to use him. I mean, that would never happen in the draft. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the, yeah, I forgot to set it. And the other thing is my my free hits and wild cards have been played long ago. I've got <laughs> nothing in the bank. I only found out about this extra free hit from this. Yeah, <laughs> but so I didn't even know about that. I'm really trying to understand FPL, so what the tactics are. But I've so I've done a few things. Like I've, I keep seeing this word differential come up, and Ooh. I've done a few things to try and get differentials. And I did one that was just an absolute abject failure. So now I'm just going to not bother. Which was I played my free hit to bring in a Bamiyang and captain him against <laughs> Watford, a game in which he not only failed to score. But he also got a yellow card and missed a penalty, which meant that I got my minus points doubled. What kind of differential is it where you're getting minus four on your captain? It was the worst decision of all time. I'll tell you what I like about the way you dealt with the uh, doubling of the minus is you tweeted at official FPL. And you've done this quite a few times where you'll, you'll tweet footballers and sort of ask them to improve their form because you've brought them into your team. So you I have no it. memory of this. Well, 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 let me read you some. Um, at Mikel Antonio, added you to the fantasy draft two weeks ago in a title race, and you've put me some distance ahead. Much obliged. Well, um, that's that's actually quite nice, isn't it? I mean, footballers get a lot of abuse online, and it's got a, it comes down to one of us to change that. And actually, yes. he won, he did win me the league. I, I remember putting him in. That that was a very significant decision because he always has one big purple patch, and then he disappears, as he did at the start this season, mm-hmm. and then he goes off the boil. And Antonio had barely sort of played that season, and I was in a big title race for I think my third in a row uh, and I put him in and he scored in the next game I think he scored four goals wow something insane yeah so let's talk about some of the less generous messages then oh come on mate Um... I I thought they were all going to be like that have you ever replied Reese have you ever had a reply let's not get into whether I've had a reply or not (laughs) (laughs) at Harry Kane um, (gasps) hello are you going to be out long enough for me to sub you out of my fantasy team? Be honest, please. <laughs> See, please. It's polite. It's nice. At Laporte, mate, I've stuck with you in my fantasy draft team, but should I move on? <laughs> These are just honest, nice, kind questions. <laughs> but then see them and go, that guy of Mock the Week is tweeting me. I'd love it if Laporte watched Mock the Week. At Kyle Walker, please start getting some fantasy points. I'm in a title race here. It's really clearly just a way for me to let everyone who follows me and footballers know that I'm in a title race, isn't it? That's yeah, what I'm absolutely. getting from it. Oh, I think it's a really sweet thing. I think it's like... um. This is what ch- children used to do when they would just write to footballers. <laughs> this is the modern version. This is using social media to contact your heroes in the hope. I guess there's part of you that would love it if they replied. Oh, yeah. If they suddenly if they suddenly bang four in the next week, like Antonio, and then reply with just a winky face. <laughs> that would be amazing. Well, Kyle Walker, actually, that probably there probably was a bit of aggression in that one. Because, you know, I've got mixed feelings about Kyle Walker. Why? You know, he, he abandoned Spurs. Oh, and he course. is the sort of person I always get in fantasy football because... You know, he can be big on assists and then he just goes quiet for ages. And City have a habit of going 4-0 up and conceding one in the 90th minute for no reason. So you don't get the clean sheet. And he's just, he's wound me up for years. There is one City defence thing which did definitely win me the league once where uh, I was in the title race with um, comedian Mark Smith and it was like neck and neck. And then something happened that sent him insane because it was just so ridiculous, which is I had signed, I had doubled up on City defence just for the, the run-in. And I had company and Laporte. 
And it was that goal where company scored that ridiculous screamer that basically yes. won Man City the league. But Laporte passed it to him. So I got the goal, the assist and two clean sheets. And then it was basically it's like, oh. yeah, once that sort of stuff's happening, it's like, well, you know. Mark's been cursed. Well, you're talking to a man in Matt Ford who who brought in two Manchester City defenders this week, got both clean sheets and won by a oh, point. That's um, what. That's the sort so of stuff I spent, dreams. Spent the last few minutes of the Man City game frantically <laughs> working out whether a Brentford goal was better for me or not. Um, it's just one of those horror. It's Christmas, and I'm sat there ignoring my child, looking at an app, working out. Whether a goal, you know, as long as it's not Pontus Janssen with a header, I think a goal is better for me because I've got Edison in there, but he's got two Man City defenders. Just this is what I mean. This is why I didn't bother it. over Christmas. Just got too pissed. To yeah, you got Couldn't it. see the screen. So what were you drinking? Oh, also, actually, my my father this year announced as soon as I walked through the door, <laughs> he said, uh, "I've got the new Irish cream." That's the first thing he said when he walked in. <laughs> yes, I've got the new. I've got the alternative to Irish cream this year. And uh, that's because me and my brother normally get home hammered on Christmas Eve and drink accidentally someone's present, which is usually a Bailey's that's been left <laughs> to, to be wrapped or something. Um, and it was this uh, strawberry <gasps> tequila thing that Ooh. was basically tasted exactly like a strawberry milkshake. Wow. But was absolutely lethal. That he had a couple of bottles of it. Oh. He was like, at any opportunity, he was just like, who's having a strawberry milkshake? <laughs> And then, oh god, yeah. And I did a, I did a four round quiz, and we had one of them in between each round. Man, because the hangovers you get off like Bailey's or or any of those, they're, they're mm. terrible because they're yeah. creamy, a creamy hangover. I yeah. remember once getting a hangover in the car to the nightclub because, of, in fact, it was a, <laughs> we got we got a taxi to Leicester. Me and my old mate Sean from Nottingham, we drank a load of Bailey's and got a taxi to Leicester, and I. I started getting hung over during and had to pull the taxi over and, and be sick on the M1. It was <laughs> oh, really God. Bad. So I don't know if I don't know if that was kind of your experience with it. It was close to that. I mean, <laughs> sitting through the name game, the name on head game from midnight when I was that hammered, I was like, I can't care that I'm Yoko Ono. I don't care. <laughs> I, I, got, I look. I went to the toilet. I saw it in the mirror, and now I've got to pretend that I'm slowly guessing this character. Am I? <laughs> I've got to say, the idea of getting a taxi up the M1 to a nightclub, <laughs> there is literally no other detail you could add to that story that would stop me thinking that's the worst night it of all time. It was a great night, actually. So, in your face. So, were you, were you on the hard shoulder? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. God. Is, that what people, is that what people who are stopped on the hard shoulder are doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so bad. But then. It, it gives you like, um, it's the creaminess. It's the cre- In a way, the creaminess helps it on the oh, way out. God. It's kind of like a mudslide mm. rather than the, the sharpness of, you know, if you've just been drinking whiskey all night, that'd hurt. I think if you've got a list of the drinks that are best if you've got, <laughs> it's time to have a look at yourself, really. Well, that strawberries and cream one sounds great, that strawberry tequila. Yeah, but if you are, I didn't puke it up, but if you are and you just, you, you would literally be tasting strawberry milkshake as you puke it up, which isn't going to make you feel that grown up. No. <laughs> <laughs> Too much Yazoo again. Oh, I've been sick of when Yazoo. Will I, Mike, I went through a real phase of craving that in the mornings. And it was when we lived together, John. I'd, I'd waddle over to that shop, get prawn cocktail spirals, a drifter, and, and, a, and a Yazoo. And then almost routinely then vomit them up. This is, this is the behaviour of a pregnant woman. <laughs> I remember having a photo. I think you took it, John. Do you remember where, where I'm outside our old house and I've got an old forest shirt on? I'm holding a magnum, crying, I'm attracting <laughs> bottoms, but then loafers. <laughs> that looks so bad. 
That was a great time. <laughs> I went through a period of really liking fridge, mm. you know, the fridge yes. drinks. But then looking back now, they're so sweet and thick. It's like the milkshake equivalent of drinking neat squash. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like I haven't, they just haven't put enough milk in there. Horrible Add a bit of tequila things. in to water it down, is my advice. Oh, that's a, yeah, fridge cocktails. Oh, I'm surprised they, they haven't have, launched have, that I, for the kids. To I had one once. There used to be this bar in Nottingham called Templars, and they do these huge um, jugs, pitchers of cocktails. There were fiver, and they would do a strawberry milkshake one. And I remember it specifically because I just gorged on a chicken chow mein. And then had two of these things, and then vomited it in a back alley. And, and the, I hadn't eaten, I hadn't eaten the chow mein properly, so it looked like I don't know if you've ever seen a seahorse ejaculate, but it was like it was like it was like I'd it, it looked like I'd birthed a, a thousand worms out of my mouth. I said it was like something out of Alien. And these noodles went flying out, and they were in this sort of thick pink paste. It did look like some sort of primeval, um, you know, like I'd been hosted by something, then these things are bursting out of me. It really was comical. (laughs) (laughs) The reason my team is called Wet Blanket, uh, and this is relevant to what you just said, is because uh, I always pick a two-word phrase, and I often put it to a Twitter vote. Uh, So in the past, it's been false economy and damp squib and panic stations, and I, I always keep it if I win the league. So it's been wet blanket for four years in a row um, because I just can't change it if I win because it's lucky. In the last maybe 30 seconds, you said about six different options for next season if I don't win the league. <laughs> I, could have, I could have hard shoulder. I could have back alley. I could have hard shake, chow mein. There's all sorts of stuff in there that's going to be yeah. going to Twitter, though. Sadly, you can't have seahorse ejaculate. Seahorse ejaculate. No, it's just, it's just too long. It just doesn't scan for me. I'm trying to think what prize we would offer you if you yes. beat us in the league this week. And it feels oh, like it's, a, it's either some sort of filthy flavour of uh, Irish liqueur or you strike me as a man who could easily, the two things I know about you, you've got a lovely body, you pump iron but you love a Bailey. So are you about to go into a sort of dry January scenario? Would you oh, just no. like cream? No, 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 no. I, you know, I want a hard milkshake. I don't want the, I don't want the soft stuff. No fridge. I'm for looking me. online. I can see Bailey's apple pie flavor. Oh, oh yes. It. I can see that in America, they've launched a Bailey's colada, um, sort of pina colada. So should we just try and get you a filthy flavor of Bailey's? Yes, please. That would be lovely. All right, then. Um, and is there anyone in our league or, or your personal league who you've got a particular vendetta against? Because Fordy is is this week using the curse to help people. So if there's somebody, we'll perhaps not mention their name, but their team name, and then we know that the, the curse will affect their team. But well, not in, in my personal league, it's my brother, because I won it three years in a row, and then he um, started a, camp- a successful campaign to change the rules. Uh, so it used to be that you could have two players from any given team and it got changed to just one player from any given team which has changed the dynamic completely so you know what's his team name uh and his team name is samgland it's which is a great pun on england (laughs) (laughs) terrible so fordy i think if you say that three times then his team is cursed right samgland 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 thank you very much and he's now um, cursed more money more problems is top of the league uh, but I, I yeah, do have a personal vendetta against Ian Sterling anyway, in general. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I happily have you curse um, Ian, if you wouldn't mind, which would benefit all of us, may I say. 
Mm. Consider it. Uh, you mean in an FPL sense? Yeah. Yeah, go on then. <laughs> <laughs> Reese, this has been an absolute treat, mate. Thank you so much Thank for coming you. on. So it's time now for Hit the Post. <laughs> this time is it the post. Last week, uh, one of our uh, listeners uh, we, we spoke about at length, uh, currently second in the fan league, a gentleman by the name of, um, I can say his first name because he's already... Okay, uh, let's, let's maybe this is what like witches would do or wizards, Merlin mm. and that. Mm-hmm. They would say, yeah, this is, <laughs> they'd say, here endeth the curse, and this is now a non-cursed zone. They yes. might light a candle and ward off the evil spirits from this part of the show. Yes. So this is a this is now a zone where you can say names well, that, I, that aren't cursed. I don't want to give away too much, but as the email sort of develops, you will find out that there's a limit to what else you can do to this person. So last week we spoke about Brian. Um, who is currently second in the in the listener league? Yes, and you speculated on who Brian might be. Um, and oh yes, put, I said he was an old man. You said he was an old old man. Yeah, he yeah. thinks he knows football. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm thrilled to say that Brian got in touch. Um, and he oh says, wow, Brian! Dear John and Matt, I'm very happy to hear that John is rooting for my team from the recent podcast. And I think you'd like me to put things straight about the team name and your speculation upon my stage in life. The team name is Antipun Correct. I cannot stand all this gangster Allardyce team name stuff out there. (laughs) I just based my team name on facts. (laughs) I love him. Brian goes on. Well, you're going to love him more. I am a Leeds United supporter. Oh, now. I... I am just in my 50s and not a 70-year-old granddad. (laughs) (laughs) I was right that he was older. I was right that he was a bit older. Now he's a Leeds fan. You said he was from Northern England. Yes. He's from Dublin, Ireland. Okay, well, that's North, you know, North British Isles. Speculated on his history uh, and his work background. Uh, he says, I have a technical background making chips for laptops and phones. So Matt was wrong on everything, except that I have been watching football my whole life. And I think I know it inside out or not. But that's part of the fun of it. Brian's team has never picked or played a Manchester United player. And wow. this season, I have taken it a step further in that I will never pick or play an ex-Manchester United player. So the likes of Lukaku or even Dan. Oh no no no! You've got to this was this was this was um this was yeah. hex free this bit hex free yes even a, a Leeds winger shall we say who came from the Ooh. other side it's not great so he's second he's got an immense score and he's not only not picking any current Manchester United players but no previous players as well. Since I heard you talking about me in the podcast, I feel I've been having a lot of bad luck lately. No. And I think I have been cursed by <gasps> yourself. I was unable to make a transfer after listening to the podcast, and I had no goalie this week. My captain missed a penalty for the first time in four years, and my league rival, Mr. Hume Eleven's captain, did not play, so his vice-captain turned up with 28 <gasps> points, no. thus extending his lead from seven to whatever huge gap it is now. At the end of your podcast, you mentioned the comedian coming on the podcast, and he is now... <gasps> 
spooked as his hamstring is gone and I had him in my team. What's more, I had my lowest score for the week this year, an unbelievable 36 points. The curse is real. John, if you're reading this, could you please get your hands on Vinnie van der Beet and shove it right up Matt Ford's bleeding hoop? Kindest <laughs> regards, Brian O'Reilly. Did he, did he really use the phrase bleeding hoop? <laughs> he did, and he's capitalised the B and the H as if it is its own sort of pre-existing entity. It's interesting, this, because from my perspective, I got a lot of stuff right. He's in his 50s, so he, he is... Older than us, seventies uh, was off, but he, he's he's an older from our perspective. Um, Dublin, uh, I, I realised is in in the Republic in the south of Ireland, um, but still, it, that's if if you look at the British Isles, it, you know Dublin's above London, isn't it? So it, if he was to go straight across to England, he'd 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 be in the north of England. He's a Leeds fan, so he supports the team in the north of England. I think I've got a lot of those threads. Pretty, pretty hot. You know, if I was Mystic Meg uh, on the National Lottery, they'd be saying, this guy's really good. People, I think, would take a lot of heart from that. People would start to think I, I may have mystical powers. Well, how about this then? To to both test the reach of your powers and to even things out, because Brian is now third in the league as a result of the damage brought to him and his team by your mentioning of his name. How do you feel about ending the podcast by speculating upon the leader of the league, um, safe in the knowledge that if that person's team suffers a little bit, then it will only make the league more exciting and see yeah. if they get in touch as well. See if your powers reach to names that aren't quite so vivid as Brian O'Reilly. Can you okay. tell me what you think of the lifetimes, the appearance, the geographical location, um, the tastes of Cameron Hume currently okay. top of the league on 1,383 points? So um, two things come to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, Cameron is a Scottish first name mm-hmm. um, so I'm going to say uh, there's definitely a Celtic connection there mm-hmm. Hume I immediately think of the fantastic politician John Hume the former leader of the Social Democratic Labour Party in uh, Northern Ireland and the wonderful work he did um, bringing peace to that part of the world Um Winner of the Nobel Peace Prize, of course, that, that amazing moment with him and David Trimble on stage with Bono. So I think Cameron Hume is a man of Celtic descent. I think, I mean, is he a kind of hybrid of David Cameron and John Hume? Is he um, socially liberal um, <laughs> in favour of a united Ireland, but only through the ballot box? <laughs> Fiscally slightly conservative. <laughs> Is he kind of pro-austerity, pro-United Ireland? If that's bang on, then I'll be I'll be mind blown. I think he's a bit younger. Yeah, age? 28. Geographical location? London. Profession? I, I think he's a graduate, and I think he probably works, maybe not advertising, but some sort of tertiary uh, sector. Marital status? Uh, in a steady relationship, but not yet married. Uh, driver or non-driver? Uh, I think he can drive, but based in London, probably doesn't need a car. Favourite food? Chips. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron, if you're in favour of a United Ireland, <laughs> if you're slightly on the fiscal conservative side, socially liberal, um, <laughs> um, 
You can drive yeah. you live in London and you like chips. Yeah, if any of that then, is uh, kind of, you know, a roundabout true, then I'll be delighted with that. On that bombshell. That's all we've got time for this week. Your next podcast will be out on Wednesday, the 5th of January. And remember to send us forfeit ideas, news stories, questions, thoughts, fit, whatever it is, get in touch. And if you want the curse harnessed for good, email us. Hello at cpfpl.com. Tweet us at ComediansFPL. Find us on Instagram, ComediansPlayingFPL. On Facebook, at ComediansFPL. And please share, subscribe, review. Any extra advice you'd like to give me directly, tweet me at Matt Ford. Good luck in game week 21 and happy new year. Bye. Bye.